What's up, guys? Our Wrestling Podcast back at you with another episode. This is Dave Vicious along with Just the Total Package and Craig the British Bulldog bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. Today's topic, Greatest Rivalries, Sting versus Vader. For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcast, or watch our videos on YouTube at our wrestling channel. Can you do us a solid on social media and give us a follow on Instagram at OWB2019 or on Facebook and X at our wrestling podcast? Jess, it is it's Sting Month, really is what it is, right? It's all Sting Month, so we're going to be doing a ton of Sting uh, as he's on his way out um, forever. Um, that I don't want to say it's a sad moment; it's kind of a proud moment, but. I don't think we ever thought we'd see him last this long, but Sting is finally leaving. He's sixty something. Industry. Like he should go, and I don't mean right. that in a bad way at all. He's sixty something. Like he lasted a long time. But yeah, so we're going to be talking about um, a rivalry that, uh, for some reason, kind of gets missed. Um, but it, it's there's some stuff in here that are my favorite moments of Sting all in all, which I'm sure we'll talk about in another episode. But um, talking about our favorite moments. We know, I know that's coming up too. So stay tuned for that. That's going to be awesome. Um, but uh, for some reason, this rivalry gets a little overlooked, but the Sting Vader set was pretty dope in WCW. It was a lot of fun. Um, Craig, anything you want to add before we uh, jump into this bad boy? No, I think anyone that was uh, lucky enough to be around during this time and, and watch it, it wasn't, uh, it was on the magazines, but uh, because it was in WCW slash NWA, it wasn't necessarily, um, you had to be there and you had to watch it, but they had some of the greatest, like, um, most brutal matches and feud, like Vader, the biggest strong man, big man, and Sting could give it, he could take it, and I don't think there's that many people, it's just a quintessential, like, um sting a guy that could wrestle with anyone and we willing to take a bunch of punishment where a lot of people wouldn't like he was just it shows how how great sting was uh with this feud i'm glad we're doing a kind of a, a month-long sting and i'm glad that jess has kind of steered us towards this he definitely deserves it yeah probably deserves more than what he got but uh, he's definitely always i think he's always given more than what he's taken in the business is the best way to put it so well, let's jump right into it. Uh, while Sting versus Flair usually gets brought up when talking about great WCW rivalries, this one does get overlooked, as we talked about. From 92 to 94, Sting and Vader met in rings uh, all over the country countless times, uh, and several instances produced some of the best matches in WCW history, if not wrestling history overall. Unfortunately, it's not as well-remembered amongst the modern fans. Um, but we remember it because we are the stories of the diehards, so... Let's jump into Havoc 91. Sting's first in-ring encounter with Vader was not only in a multi-man gimmick match, but in a match where Vader wasn't even the focus. Instead, the big rivalry going into Havoc 91 was between Sting and Cactus Jack, who introduced Abdullah the Butcher as some seriously dangerous backup. Um, Abdullah was dangerous, um, you know. Yeah, because the hepatitis. One. Yeah. Well, like I was going to say the hepatitis. hepatitis I, yeah. I, almost, I, almost, I wasn't going to say it, but we had to say it. <laughs> the opening bout of the show was the infamous Chamber of Horrors match, a four-on-four affair that involved zapping an opponent from the other team in an electric chair. They opened with it? It was the, the opening little, match? Yeah, yes. The the least we talk about that match, the better. I just had to throw it in there because they were in the same match together, and they probably you know did a couple spots with each other or whatever. But uh, it didn't technically start their feud feud, but they did. They were against each other in 91, so uh, I decided to go with it. 
<laughs> they decided oh, to go with I, it. I really should I really shouldn't have brought up Halloween Havoc 91 Chamber Horrors match. There's really no reason. Well, they it, it's we're kinda it's where it started, right? So you have you have to kind of talk about it. No, I think uh, Abdullah Stingers died in the electric chair, so I mean it's important. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, Sting versus Vader at WCW Great American Bash 92, uh, backed by manager and in-ring legend Harley Race, Big Van Vader proved a dominant force in WCW, so a world title shot for the big man was inevitable. Also, WCW, um, yeah, go ahead. so all before, the reason why Vader debuted in 1990 and then he came back and then he was in the Chamber Horrors in 91 <clears> was because he was on loan from uh, New Japan. Um, I don't remember if it was all yeah. Japan or New Japan he had a contract with, but WCW had a, I think it was New Japan. WCW had a really good relationship all throughout the years. WCW fought mm-hmm. hard to keep a good relationship with New Japan. So Vader was there. So there was no, Jim Ross would always say there's no point pushing him um, if he's just going to leave, you know, after a while and finish out his contract. When his contract lapsed and he decided to come back to the States and wrestle for WCW, 92 is when shit became real. Like, mm. where they're like, okay, we're going to put like, push behind vader and they needed it what a lot of people don't remember either is after flair left in 91 wcw was falling apart before that anyway uh during the jim hurt era and when flair left in 91 and took the title with him it almost killed them if they didn't have a billionaire ted turner backing them up they would have any other business would have shut the fuck down like there would have been no no way um but uh but but they needed something because they put the title on Luger. Luger was a heel, not didn't like the world on fire with the run. Not the worst run, but they needed they needed to put it on Luger. Where's our hero? And it's Sting. So they tied their relationship back in. Sting wins a title in February of 92. And then they throw Rude at him. And he already feuded with Rude. Same thing as the first fucking title run when he beat Flair. They had no credible challengers for him. I mean, Rude was credible, but he had already been down that road. So it was like... Mm. Finally, Vader comes along. He signs with WCW exclusively. And it was this thing that Sting was willing to get in there with him and take. Vader was known for being stiff and scary, even in 92. And Sting was like, I'll do it. Like, it's fine. So you, WCW needed this feud in 1992. It was one of the things to me that helped reignite them. And then when that piece of shit, Bill Watts, you know, who took all the mats away and all that stuff finally got fired and Bischoff took over. Then Sting and Vader were able to kind of settle in. But it started here in July of 92, like Dave will read on. It was probably one of the most surprising, in a good way, matches I'd ever seen, like that involved like yeah. a heel and a face, because WCW was always known for putting a lot of stock behind heels. Where Vince, look, if a heel wins in Vince Land, it was cheating. But in WCW, they're like, heels can win fair. And we, as a wrestling fan, I love that about WCW because sometimes right. the heel will just pin them. Like, you know, any face. And I was like, oh, shit, they just beat him clean. Like, it always kind of kept that real edge with you. That's what WCW had going for it. They, everything else they couldn't get right. But one of the beautiful things about WCW, and it's why I like AEW so much, too, is it's totally different. And you need that in wrestling. Yeah, and, and WCW was that. It was definitely that uh, heels can win clean, and, and the chase was on a lot of the times. Um, the faces held a lot less in WWF, that's for sure. Uh, so with with world champion Sting in the sights, the two, the two clashed at uh, tele- on televised events leading up to their big pay per view match. But at a house show in '92, unfortunately, uh, this was in Atlanta, Omni Coliseum. Vader would injure Sting's ribs um, by giving him a pretty nasty Vader bomb, uh, and this kept Sting out of action for like a couple of months. So uh, we had to wait for um, Sting to come back from injury. But then Vader would shock the world, as Jeff said, and pin Sting cleanly to win the WCW World Title. 
in the main event of Great American Bash of said year of 92. Raider, Ray's calling for the powerbomb. And, oh, God, he just planted him with a powerbomb. And Vader has won it. Vader has won the world title. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the match and new WCW World Heavyweight Champion. Which is pretty awesome. Is that when he um, folds him up like an accordion? Yes, he power bumps the yeah. shit out of him and like just after he, after like he, he comes back from injured ribs from the same. He brings bump. his yeah. knee over to Stan's yeah. forehead. So when Vader covered him, he fucking folded him in half and pinned him. And I remember Joe was traveling with his dad and moving, and this, there was no internet back here or anything like that. And I remember Joe knew that he was going to miss the pay per view. Joe calls me like him and his dad make a stop the next day, and Joe called me. He's like, "Don't say anything about Great American Bash." I was like, "I'm not," and he's like. I had a dream. Did Vader pin Sting? And they go, he did. And ba- he's Joe's like, I dreamed it. And like, I'll never remember. He's like, yeah. He's like, how did he beat him? I was like, he powerbombed him and pinned him clean. And Joe's like, he powerbombed him in my dream and pinned him clean. And That's, I was like, hilarious. That's exactly what happened. Like, and Joe was like, what the fuck? Like, this is crazy. Like, we were just like, wow. Like, and then Vader That's instantly fantastic. was made. The good thing about that is like, you, what WCW, I don't even think they knew this, but like, by doing Vince would need the character to get over before he would make a choice like that. Like WCW yeah. was more like, we're going to get him over because he just folded sting like an accordion in the middle of the ring and he's a monster. Mm. So he will get himself right. over. And, and, you know, Vader was incredibly talented, like, you know, intimidating anyway. And race as his manager was a great call. And uh, it just worked. WCW was that way. They were more organic because they had to be because they fucking fired bookers every six months. So like they had to. So it's like when that happened, they're like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And and Watts was always a fan of a big monster. He had Terry Gordy. He had one man gang. He had Steve Williams. He had Duggan. Like he had big guys that he always like liked. So he was just like, fuck yes. Like let him beat Sting. Let Sting chase him because that's what you do. That's going to draw money. That was always Watts' formula. Like so he wanted to recreate that. To his credit, he wanted to recreate that here in 92. It was like the one thing he did right. Yeah, um, th- this is a weird blip, um, but I'll, I'll read it anyway because it's a much bigger blip. But we're not we're not talking about this person right now. But after losing the belt to Ron Simmons in August of '92, Vader would take time off due to a knee injury, and Sting would engage in a brief feud with Jake Roberts while he recovered. Um, but I, I just have to kind of put I just have to kind of put that out there um, that uh, that was a big deal when Ron Simmons won the title. I just have to say that was kind of a Kind of a big deal, first uh, African American champion, I think, in yeah. either federation at that time. Um, so didn't want to didn't want to just glance over that, but we've talked about Ron Simmons quite a bit. It's in our archives, um, and we've talked about that moment, and it was huge for so many people in wrestling that that followed, and uh, in in those days especially, it was a big deal. So I just want to make sure we we just kind of touched on that because you know it's it's big. Upon recovering from the knee injury, Big Van Vader returned back to action in the fall of '92, and subsequently entered the King of Cable tournament the finals of which would go down at Starcade of 92. When December rolled around, the finalists were Vader and his rival, Sting. While Starcade 92 was generally considered a disappointment, the King of Cable final round was the highlight of the show. With Sting able to put away Vader and win the tournament in an acclaimed match, this would mark the first win Sting would get over Vader. Go up one more time. 450 pounds up there. And oh, he slammed him. He slammed him. He got him! He got him! 
this is my favorite match of theirs ever. Um, even even over yeah. their strap match at Super Bowl, which you'll get to. Really? I love the Super oh, Bowl really? Strap the match. King of Cable. This was like I, I, this match. Uh, yeah, they just fucked each other up, like in here, and like it was again, it was needed. Like uh, Meltzer of all people even wrote about how bad '92 uh, Starcade was, and it was a shit pay per view. But he wrote he was like Sting and Vader were phenomenal. Like they were just like this right. this match that happened, and you're like, oh, thank God, like Jesus, like. <laughs> just so many times WCW is like, oh, it's dead. Now this is it. It's going to die. Like, and then you would see Sting Invader and you're like, oh, thank God. Like, thank God. Like, they made my faith. You're like, you oh, know, God. Like, watch, watching this piece of shit promotion. Like, you know, still, I want to watch it because of them. Uh, I think for me and Craig, and while, while the match is good, we're not trying to deny that. We agree with you. We just, we have some, a little more love for the strap match in 93 that we're going to talk about now. So as vid- as uh, silly as the hype videos were, the actual match between Sting and Vader at Super Bowl was uh, proving to be one for the ages. While the world title wasn't on the line and the match was uh, White Castle of Fear Strap Match, which was <laughs> kind of weird. Where um, were, we, were we selling White Castles? I don't even know. They were drinking um, them. And they were drinking. Yeah, right. <laughs> where both men Like they put them in the corners and then they would drink them like when they would get the advantage, <laughs> they would just drink a white. That's, that's white how castle. you do it. Um, no where uh, both men were actually tied together at the wrist with a leather strap and the goal of touching all four turnbuckles in succession. So if you broke the succession, you would have to start over. Um, Vader and the, the ref, it was the ref's discretion on what would be broken up or what was in succession. It's the last one, it's over. Sting holding onto the rope. Look at Race, he's hitting Sting's hands, he can't break him loose. He got it! He touched it! Vader will win it! Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the Super Brawl 3 main event, Big Ben Vader would win the match, but Sting once again proved that he was Vader's ultimate rival. I just remember um, Vader at, at so many points whipping the crap out of Sting. Was bleeding. Vader was bleeding strap. from his ear on this one. I remember Sting hit him so hard with the strap. He took the mask off from her right, Vader kick and over, blood was pouring yeah. down his ear. Like, and I remember when he won, he was like, fuck, like, at the mm-hmm. end of the match, like Vader was like humbled in the corner. He's like, Jesus yeah. Christ. Like it yeah. felt if this felt like the most aggressive Sting was ever uh, at that time to anybody. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, I mean, Vader was always the kind of guy like, let's, let's do this. Let's go, let's go hard. Let's go hundred percent. Let's, I mean, lay it in as macho would do. Right. You know, so I just laid in and I think, I think Vader liked it. Like, you know, it was, it was something he was proud of if it, if it was snug like that. And I think that's where both of them just kind of meshed well, um, where Sting would take it easy with others. Cause that's what they wanted. He was like, you know, Vader's like, let's, let's, let's take this up a notch. And Sting responded, which was always so great about Sting. I think he could wrestle with anyone and anybody's strengths, weaknesses, he could, he could mask, you know? So, um, Sting considered his, uh, his pursuit of Vader with the belt weeks after the strap match, the two clashed again at a house show in London in March of 93, where Sting was able to finally beat Vader, ending the big man's world reign at 71 days. However, Sting's ensuing ring didn't last long as Vader went it back in Dublin six days later. <laughs> So, which is super interesting. That was None weird. of this is televised. Jesus. I don't weird. remember any of that. Well, they were they were trying to spark up international business. So I just remember tuning into WCW television that week, and they're like, "This happened." I'm like, "Wow!" And they're like, "And six days later, this happened." I'm like, "Okay." 
Like, so they were just trying, <laughs> they were trying to drum up international business at this point. I, what does it hurt? It's a, it's a six day stint problem. Like the, the story continues. So uh, I think that's kind of cool. Uh, in the summer of 93, Sting would join forces with Davy Boy Smith oh, okay. against Vader and Sid Vicious throughout the summer of 93. I don't think so. <laughs> Not going to. No, I'm going to do it. Sting and Davey would get a tag team victory over the two masters of the powerbomb in the main event at Bash at the Beach, 93, in July of said year. Um, that's when Vader, my- I know it's about Sting, but that's when Vader first did the moonsault off the goddamn top rope. And uh, remember, Davy Boy's bead whipped him in the eye, so Davy <laughs> couldn't see. He's like, oh, oh. Yeah. It was a good match, actually. It was really fun. That was a fun match, too. Maybe maybe don't wear those. I'm just saying. Uh, getting into the WCW International Championship, uh, WCW once again pulled away from the NWA, and they would adopt the big gold belt as the WCW International Heavyweight Championship. At May Slamboree of 94, Steen took on his old rival, Vader, for the vacant belt in a strong 14-minute effort that saw Sting emerge as the new champion. Face, he got him. Referee can't do that. One, two, three. Oh, he got a new champion. The winner, an international heavyweight champion, who won the only Sting. Well, he fought his way back. Following that, Vader and Sting had one last major match with Vader defeating both Sting and the Guardian Angel, who was the big boss man and a number the one Guardian Angel. Triangle. Jesus I know, Christ. It's silly. Uh, number one contenders triangle elimination match at Fall Brawl of 94. I know I yada yada past the last couple matches. All of them are worth watching. There's not one bad match that you can get your hands on with Sting and Vader that was not worth watching. Literally all of them are worth watching. The ring! He just hit Sting! That masked man again! That's that same guy! The same guy who hit Hogan in the leg just hit Sting. Where's he going? Wait a minute. Yes, yes, no, yes, no, yes. That's wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, the referee raises Peter's hand, which means the number one contender to the World Heavyweight Championship wow. is V. I know they talk about Flair because Flair anointed him in 88 at Clash of the Champions mm-hmm. and then Flair yes. would give the belt to him, you know, uh, as out of respect at Great American Bash 90. They fought at the first Nitro Flair. They fought at the last Nitro. Like, and they right. did, you know, so I get that why they say that Flair is his best rivalry. But to me, like the stiff, loving wrestling fan, it's Vader and Sting all day long. And I loved Sting and Flair's rivalry, but a lot of their matches were repetitive, you know, because they were both showmen. But Vader and Sting, yeah. I think every individual match, I was like, oh, like every time I'd be like, oh, okay, oh, no, no. Like, and they just, it, when, when the that, match started opening up, I was like, oh, okay. Like, Vader would just start punching him, and I was like, okay, it's on. Like, and then they just started doing yeah. crazy shit to each other. Like, Sting would do crazy shit, like, like just force him on the top rope, and he's like, I'm fucking suplexing you. Just buckle in, bitch. Yeah. Like, and then Vader's like, that's fine. I'll Vader bomb you 19 times in a row. Like, and mm-hmm. they just would just trade off, and they did have the common spots that they did, but like, they're... Sure. A lot of their matches had different psychology. Like, it was just different. I mean, the strap match, obviously, you're doing something different. But then the triangle match was totally different. And then Vader wrestled Sting a different way in, in 92, uh, the Great American Bash. Right. And then they completely wrestled a more polished match in uh, Starcade 92. So they changed. You watch their matches, like, 
get better and better because they trusted each other more. So in 94, when Bischoff's like, I just need you to fight Vader and just do some shit. And they're like, okay. Like, and so they would just go out. None of their matches are bad. You will not go wrong watching any of their matches at all. And they're, ever. and they're not, uh, to your point, Jess, they're not cookie cutter at all. I mean, I know one's a gimmick match we talked about with the strap, so it can't be, but their matches were not, like, you, you can do a lot of flair versus somebody and you you look at them and they all have the same, you know, dance that that, 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 that. Sting and Vader never really did. Uh, like you said, there's some set moves and we get it, but everybody's got set moves. Um, but I'll, but I'll tell you, like you 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 said it right. I don't, I don't know why, other than outside of it being snug and being like a whole, like, it was like shock moment. But I can't put my finger on it entirely. But the first thing I think about with Sting is Vader, and I don't know why that is. It, I feel like it should be Flair. Everybody says that, but it's never that. It's never what shoots in my mind. And for me, it's always that strap match. Whenever I think of Sting, I think of that damn strap match, and I'm like, well, that was brutal. And like I, I said, too, I, I think Burn we in. think about Sting and Vader because they needed this feud. And like I said, after Flair left and the whole thing, right. and all that stuff, and it's like it's like Sting was the only one left hero wise. And I'll give Bill Watts credit. You know, if anybody else was a Booker, they may not have had Vader go over Sting. Right. That's and, actually but very because good point. Vader because Vader did that to him in Great American Bash and pinned him clean. That was like oh, and then Sting's character had no choice but to either cower away or just go and fight him. And then all the way to '94, Sting didn't get. Like, if you're talking about their character, Sting was the first character to be like, I'll fuck you up. Like, he always challenged Vader. He was never afraid of him. And like that, and I mean, their character, like, you know, they were friends in real life, but like, you know, it, it, uh, and then, uh, when Vader died, Sting was at his deathbed, if I'm remembering correctly. Sting oh. went, went and sat by his bed when he passed away because he knew like that they had a connection with each other. I'm pretty sure I got that right. Um, so like yeah. there was, there was I, always, I, 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 know, a, I know, I know Sting went and paid respects for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I don't know if he was there when Vader took his last breath. His family might have been there with him, but Sting was there, um, like all throughout. They said like Sting would be there, and you know, with Leon, like before he passed. So like, uh, they Sting knew it, and it was just something that Sting always knew. Uh, you you and I are linked together forever. So and that was also makes Sting a great human being, and you know all the stuff of why we love Sting, and it's what this whole month is about. But uh. Their rivalry is awesome. Like, I can't tell you any match you want to go back and watch where they face each other. Go ahead. Have a good one. Because, like, it's going to be good. So, the tag match. Match uh, to the beach, 93. Fine. Every time Vader and Sting got in there, they started hitting each other. Like, it was just, it was really cool. So, when was, what was Yoko Zuna's title reign? When when did that go to and from? Like, it was, not, not it the was, one where he won, had it for five minutes. Uh, no, I mean, it was, it was parallel with June of 94 like, well, to... I thought yeah, it was, was ninety two. No, right? It was it was uh June of uh June of ninety three when he beat Hogan um for the belt back. So uh, there Vader was first and then Yoko was second. Vince copied Vader. That, I always said that's, that from that, the start. That, that's like, what that, that's what I thought. I wanted to make sure I had that right before. It I was the first out, time that like... Vince decided, hey, you know what? I think I need a heel and I would like someone to chase him because they didn't have a Hogan anymore. So Vader in ninety two, right. in summer of ninety two, won the title. Yoko debuted on WWF television in November or October of ninety two. And then he uh would beat Brett at WrestleMania nine, lose to Hogan in five minutes, but then he would win at King of the Ring in ninety three. So and that was when that's the only time that I saw Vince uh I mean, maybe later, you know, like you know, more modern time, you know, he trusted a heel. But like, you know, with Roman. Sure. You know, Vince was still there before he got booted out um under Roman right. reign. So like, but the Yoko was the first heel that Vince trusted um, and decided that there's no way out of all the things that WCW tried to copy, 
from WWF, I to this day, and I'll go to my dying day saying Vince saw something in Vader and uh, and said we could do that here. We have to do that here. It's the it's the wrestling climate. It's what they want to see. It's what fans want to see. Let's get Brett chasing somebody like Yoko. For one, I just have to say that that's one of the few times where WWF might have panicked and Nebraska got the Vince and said, you got to see what they're doing with Vader over there and had him change his plans. Now, there's no doubt in my mind that's what they said. There's no doubt. Like the way they did it and the way they both mirrored each other, I was like, there's no fucking way. And then one of the first people I just hate to say it, the the Yoko character had nothing outside of pure heel heat where you legitly hated him. Um, Vader had a following which made it more fun and going up against Sting. And it didn't matter who won. It was going to be a hell of a match. And you were going to be, you're going to be really happy either well, way. Well, WCW was known for that too. Cause be pissed, you know, WWE also sweetened their syndicated crowd noise. So it's like Vince always did that when he wanted you to go a certain way, he would make sure that you were influenced that way. Um, but uh, yeah, WCW never that did too. that. So we, Joe always loved WCW because of that or Crockett, because he was like, dude, the, sometimes the heels are fucking cheered. If they're doing better, in the face they get cheered and there was a lot of times where we vader would lay it on and that crowd would erupt and like and vader would pose to the crowd and be like yeah like that and like it's because they knew like and wcw was different and special because of that and uh i hope that aw aew finds that rhythm because and, and is successful with it because when wcw was that alternative to me it was special it was never going to make as much money as the wwe aew will never make as much money as wwe but like if you find that sweet spot like ECW tried in the middle, like and if you can get it right, like there it's cool organic. When people would cheer for Vader, it's because he would beat the shit out of somebody. And we were like, Yeah, god damn it. Like and Sting Sting was that hero that anti'd him. And we were like, Okay, like, you know, like this is what we want to see. We want to see the hero who's kind of bubblegum and cookie cutter and high five and yay and all that stuff. But when he's challenged. Like Sting's character was like, no, fuck this shit. Like, I'll get in there with you too. Like, and I'll punch you right mm-hmm. in the face. And or I'll suplex you right off the top rope. And that's what this whole feud was all about. It was about like to me, it was the it was the beginnings of what wrestling fans wanted to see that ended up coming out in 97, 98. And Sting and Vader were that. Like, we just didn't know no promoters knew how to really harness it. And Vince was afraid of the real snug guys like Vader, because there was no place in that for WWF. It had to be all character and cookie cutter and you lightly tap Bubble the gum. top stars. You did not touch them. But like in WCW, Sting's fucking knees were touching his head a lot. Like, you know, from right. a choke slam or a pin, it didn't matter. And uh, it's to me, it's Sting's greatest feud. I get why Flair should be. I understand all of that. And I'm not disrespecting that. But Vader and Sting, to me, like, you got to go back and watch their shit. All of it was good. Always. Sting was a Doberman in the corner that didn't know he was a Doberman. He think he had he could have had a lot That's more power think, yeah. than 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 he did, and he never exercised it. Like you he said, he was a big fish in a little pond, but he never saw himself as that big. Fish. He could I have had a lot more. Him. He could have stood up and said, "I want to beat Vader." He could have stood up and said, "I want more, more, more times over with Flair." He could have said, "I want more shit over the NWO," or not taking this a full year, like whatever. He just kind of went with the flow and and. At the end of the day, I think I respect him more for it. I think he sleeps well at night more than anybody. Like, and yeah. he can't, he he's can't chosen his. Come.